1: Enrico Palazzo!
0: Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Welcome to episode 11 of Hey, It's Enrico Palazzo Baseball Podcast. Today's show focuses on the Bless You Boys Fantasy Baseball League Draft. Special guests Dan White and Jason Mangold discuss draft strategies and dissect various league etiquette scenarios with your host, Michael Govier. Now here he is. Take it away, Mike! Okay, we could be here all night, so let's do a little speed round here. I'm going to go through each team real quick. I'm just going to get both of you guys' quick instant analysis on how their team looks, and that's it. So we're going to start with horrible things. Mr. Mike Muldoon, the legend, the former commish, he had keepers of, I'll start with his keepers real quick, he kept Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, Shane Bieber, Cattell Marte, Jose Altuve, and Nolan Arenado, who could be traded. And his first pick, of course, as we said earlier, was Yu Darvish. And he also went with Carlos Santana, Matthew Boyd. What's your uh, thoughts? We'll go with Jason, then we'll go to Dan.
2: Yeah, so I, um, I remember watching him draft, and I thought he was having a terrible draft. And then I went back and looked at his team, and he's got a really good pitching staff. Um, so I like what he has on that side of the ball. Um, you know, he's got Arenado. So hey, I, I like his team. Um, I don't, you know, I don't see a championship team when I look at it right now, but, uh, I like, uh, I like his pitching staff. He's going to win. He's going to win a lot on that side. He's very successful on the hitting side, but, uh, K Davis, uh, could be a monster if, um, if all the cards fall correctly. So that could be a steal at 66. Um, same thing with, uh, Canada or whatever, Mark, you know, the other Oakland, uh, uh, Oka player there so he, he's got some guys but um, you know I think it's all pitching I don't think he's got enough on the, the hitting side and then Trey Mancini uh, you know obviously that, that uh, you know,
1: so. yeah I actually went through and I gave everyone a grade um, and I so for, for Mike I gave him a B minus I think he's got a good team I think he's a middle of the pack to lower middle of the pack team uh, at the end of the season but he's got a chance to have a good season. I think if he makes the right moves, there's a couple wild cards to me. Um, I think you've got Alex Verdugo and Yasiel Puig who are potentially, you know, much higher value than where they are. I always look at value as it relates to where he got them. Um, I think Santana, Carlos Santana, not a keeper for next year, most likely, but had a great season last year uh, good value, but yeah, he's got a great staff. So I think he will compete in pitching every week and it's whether or not his hitting can keep up. And that's the big question.
0: Okay, Mike, there it is. All right, next team is Jay. He's called Yay. That's his team name. Yay. Yay. We talked about Jay's team a bit here. Uh, let's go back real quick analysis. Jay, what do you think of Jay?
2: <laughs> uh, I think he's a great guy. Uh, he is a great guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. Nicest guy in Bless You Boys, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, his, I like his keepers. I think Jordan Alvarez, as long as he's, his knees are fine, everything, that could be great. Gallo is a beast. In this league, uh, if he stays healthy, uh, Mondesi, uh, all the uh, you look at like the Steamer ranks that sort of stuff. He's he's projected to win the stolen base title in every single projection system. Great keeper. I hate Muncy, um, but I don't like what he he had all these picks. He could have this amazing team to fill in, and I don't see it around his. Uh, he's got good relievers, which is his thing, but um, you know, like you said, as Dan already mentioned, half these guys could not be closing by the end of the season, so um he's I think he's a good manager so he'll do he'll make a lot of in-season moves to, to complement here um but yeah as currently constructed this isn't a playoff team.
1: yeah I gave I gave Jay c-plus I think um pre-draft I would probably have given him a b-plus as far as potential um but I think he's middle of the pack one of the challenges Jay has is he's He's, he can be very reactionary to some players or some moves, so he really he really loves a certain player and will lock in on that player minus he 's a great example um, and, and you know again, no slight to jay I think he he 's won the league, so he knows what he 's doing um, uh, but uh, sorry, I, so I take that back he, did he win or did, he, did he, he, he he was first the whole season? I think he won the league right i don't think he has okay so was, there was a year I was out of the league where I think he was in first the entire season. Yeah, that was the year uh, I won, I think, 2017. Okay. Got it. Okay. So, but yeah, I, th- I think he's – here's the thing. If he, if he can get a couple more pitchers and not relief pitchers, but a couple more starters, um, I think he's got a potential to have an incredible team. Last year he came in the season with DeGrom and Scherzer and had probably the best staff in the entire league and quickly blew that up after about three or four weeks when he felt oh, like apart. Yeah. So he's kind of gone the opposite direction in in the way of having all batter keepers, a lot of relief pitchers, a couple of a couple of elite bats, but really no elite starting pitcher. So we'll see. And maybe his maybe his relievers make up for that. But I think like I said earlier, innings limits, and uh, I think innings are gonna be an issue for him. He's probably gonna have to stream a lot of pitchers and we'll see. If streamer streaming pitchers becomes a, a really positive thing with this shortened season, maybe that'll be great. But I give him a C plus.
2: Yeah, I love the Edwin Encarnacion pick. I I that's the one guy if I look at this. Uh, I hate how early he got him because I wanted him, but uh, that's a guy that could be really useful paired up with Gallo as well. So I do like that as, as a hitter there, but yep. a, lot of risk, a lot of risk on that team. Yeah,
0: hey, we're rooting for you, Jay. You're a good man. All right, next. <laughs> the resident um, bottom barrel, maybe least active manager. You know who I'm talking about. The one and only Dan P. Not Dan White, Dan P. So Dan had one first-round pick. He got married in the offseason, from what we gather. Uh, Dan's kind of a mystery. we never really know what's going on with Dan. What do you think of his
2: team? Um, yeah, I can go again here. Um, you know, his keepers were interesting. He kept Tim Anderson, so that tells you a little bit. Um, he did an interesting trade with me right before the season. I don't know if he would do it now. Uh, the day I've been, I've been text messaging him about trading for John Carl Stanton for two years. Uh, Stanton got injured and all of a sudden he responded to one of my messages from like, you know, three months before it uh, and I had just made a trade for Charlie Blackman. Uh, so he traded me Blackman. I traded him Blackman for Stanton straight up um, and Blackman's probably his best keeper. Well, he's got Garrett Cole, but his best hitter. So he's got Olson, Anderson, Blackman, and then he's got Cole, Morton and Chapman uh, as keepers. And then, um, yeah, as far as his draft goes, he, you know, has a lot of really boring players, uh, which is what Andy <laughs> tends to do. And, um, and uh, you know, it's, it's weird. Every year he makes a few moves, but every year he's right at that sixth to eighth place spot. So he's always competitive, uh, even though he's not talking much. So he's got a lot of really boring players that'll probably come through. Like I had Jake Odorizzi last year, all year. Uh, I kept streaming him and he was very, very successful as a streamer for me um uh Brad Hand's a good closer I Jose Abreu I, I thought that was a stretch with eight but he's almost you know, reliable um so you're going to get some some hits there um I hate Hunjin Ryu I, I know he had this massive season last year he's another just boring good pitcher um but I think he's just going to fall off a cliff in Toronto uh, but again I think you know he's just got all these guys that were really average uh, that that may keep him in the hunt I guess that's where I am with his team
1: yeah, you know, Dan Preslak, been in the league a very long time. If there's one thing to be said about him, he's always competitive, and he he has always made moves that are a little bit surprising, right? He's had guys you're like kind of not anticipating being really, really strong. Eddie Rosario last year, the year before, you know, good player, but ends up having a great season. Um, I do think the Abreu pick was a stretch, uh, but candidly, if Abreu had been available 2-1, I would have taken him, most likely, because I think that team as a whole is going to be much stronger. Um, I think Andrew Haney at at pick 120 is a really, really smart pick, and that could end up being a number two pitcher in this league as far as fantasy um, value is concerned. Um, I think the, the Tim Anderson's it's a homer keeper pick, right? He's a White Sox fan. I kind of get it. I think Charlie Morton, who is in his last year of his career, is an interesting keeper. Uh, Morton's been fantastic, but it's an interesting pick, right? He's one injury away from maybe hanging it up. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of short stops. Um, four of them, I think from what I can count, um, maybe five, if you count multi-position eligibility for Santana, but, um, I think Eduardo Escobar is a great pick. I had him last year and that guy was a monster. So, assuming- oh
0: my God, screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fluke, the fluke of a lifetime.
1: All right. Well, I, I would, I, we got to make a bet on that. We'll have to do a side bet separate from this conversation, but definitely. Uh- yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Presslack is going to be competitive. Um, I gave him a, a, a B- for this year. So, wow. I, What do you think of Danny oh, Santana? Yeah, I think you'd be surprised. Yeah. This, guy, this guy always is competitive. It's hard to, it's hard to bet against him.
0: Yeah. Danny Santana? Uh, I don't, I stay away. I've, I've avoided Danny Santana yeah. in all
2: drafts, and he's sliding down every draft Same. board I've been on. Same.
1: Yeah, I, I want nothing to do with him.
2: I was shocked at him at 77, because I, I, I just think of Danny Santana as Mr. Waiverwire.
1: That's right. Yep. Exactly. He's he's one of those guys that there's there's a lot of guys. Kevin Newman was available. I picked him up after the draft and to me Kevin Newman and Danny Santana are basically in the same boat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next is the 2018 champion, 2019 finalist who lost to me, yours truly Michael Govier. Scott, our commissioner. Digital Pregnancy. He's got some fun keepers. Uh he's got Great. He made some great moves. I'd like to hear what you guys think about it. He's got Yelich, is one of the best players in our game. Freddie Freeman, Jonathan VR, who he kept, Verlander, Castellanos, and Castillo. Guys, what do you think of Mr. Scott Muldoon's draft strategy?
1: So I'm, I'll go here first. So, I, I by far still my favorite name and a team name in the entire league always has been. Um, I think that's been his team name for I guess since since the first time he joined. But love the love the team name. Just want to put that out there. And Scott's a great guy. Also a big natural wine fan. For those that don't know him, uh, the guy uh, really knows this stuff when it comes to wine. So he and I have have a strong connection on that. However, as it relates to his team, I think he has a very very strong team. I think Carlos Carrasco, if healthy, um, is a you know number two number three pitcher to pair with Verlander, Luis Castillo. Strong staff. He's got again yeah. Yellich arguably top three player in all of baseball when healthy um, and who's to think he won't be this year I think the other the other pick that really really stuck with me is Sean Um Sean Manea is uh, He's not a guy that's going to overpower you, but he's a control guy um, And I think when he when he's right He is a very very valuable player on this league and he, if, he can, if you can get 160 innings out of him, I think the value there is, is exponential Um, And also Scott's the kind of guy that doesn't hesitate to make moves. So I always put a lot of value in his in season. He will make a move to improve his team two or three times. And usually they come to his benefit. So I gave Scott a B plus. I think he's got a good potential to be a playoff team and contend again for the championship.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I like his team a lot too. Um, uh, It's funny because he, he punched saves every year and then he took Hayter up front um, but yeah, he texted me after he I had he had to do it. So I would I would be shocked if he didn't move Hater, um, and you'll probably get a pretty good player for for that um, pick. So I like that. Um, it, funny funny story here too. The reason I have Talkman is my center fielder. I had a plan going after Shogo Akiyami um, as because I thought he plays center in Japan. So I thought he was going to play center here, but he's listed as a left fielder. Um, and so I didn't have enough time drinking to to find that out if that was right or whatever <laughs> um but he was my center fielder uh i had him pegged in december as my center fielder coming into the season uh so i love that pick uh i think shogo's gonna have he's another one of those guys that you know people don't know him so he's gonna have a big year i think um and, and just quality 20 20 homers you know 15 20 steals uh which, well i guess not that but that would be his full season stats um and the dude walks um uh, you know he's He's not quite the golden god of walks, uh, but he, he's still pretty pretty good over that, so. so,
0: How about save it for the pod? Now, I don't know. What's the deal with this new name? This is Casey's team, the man who was booted, returns from the dead. Lazarus, the man who has risen back to be one of, uh, bless you boys, the most storied managers. Well, love him or hate him. Casey has a rich history, and he was able to keep guys that were not of his choosing because they had already been decided for him so we shouldn't give him too much credit or you know rip on him for taking and saving Pete Alonso, Starley Marte, Clayton Kershaw, Chris Sale, wah, wah, Patrick Corbin, and Zach Granke. Guys, what do we think of his draft?
1: So if we take, if we take the Chris Sale scenario out, we've already talked about that at length, right? And he didn't choose him as a keeper, but he would have, given the time that we had to select keepers. Um, he's got a lot of pitchers, right? He, he this is a pitcher-heavy keeper team. He's got Pete Alonzo and Sterling Marte, so arguably, you know, a top five first baseman and a top six or seven overall outfielder. Give or take, um, probably top five if you if you look at most rankings. Um, Zach Gallon is the first overall pick for him at forty-two. I like um, it. I guess in the fourth round. I like it too. I think Zach Gallon had a ton of heat behind him last year. Um, had, had was a little up and down, but it's a good pick. He does have a lot of pitchers though, so. I probably would have gone offense there uh, if I'm if I'm him, given what was available. Um, but I think Mercado and Calhoun, Calhoun in particular, with the season starting later, could be a great pick um, in the in the eighth round. Um, or I guess it was probably the seventh round. Uh, and then Gio Shella, third baseman for the for the Yankees. So I think he's got a good balanced team, given what he've kind of, he's inherited. I think he's going to really have to work on his outfield, though. I think he's going to have to try to solidify that a little bit more, with a little bit more power. Um, but, I, you know, assuming... He's able to make up for the loss of sale, uh, which I think he could with Gallon. I think he'll be competitive. Um, I gave Casey a B minus, um, given the scenario he was in and who he had to kind of stick with that was kept without him actually you know, being the one that kept him.
0: All right, before you chime in, Jason, I want to say that the Zach Gallon pick was the last pick of the third round. The next two picks were Marcelo Zuna and Eddie Rosario, so he could have had a solid starting outfielder. That goes to your yeah. point, Dan. That's interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. I, um, I didn't like the gallon pick. I actually have a huge Zach gallon fan, but I just didn't like it for his team as you just mentioned. Um, but I do like overall what he did. Um, and if you guys notice, uh, fifth round, uh, his, his fifth pick, uh, Gene Segura. So the, the dude does love Gene There Zegura. it is. There uh, pick is. 138. He jumped the, uh, jumped the market there. Um, but yeah, I like what he did. He took a bunch of guys with upside. And that's all I think he could do with the draft he had. So guys like Carpenter, Greg Blanco, uh Cesar Hernandez these are all guys you know three four years ago were really really high up on some boards and uh now they're just kind of forgotten names and I, I don't I don't blame him Keichel I mean I, I don't blame him for doing that because all he's all he's looking to do is have two or three of these guys still on his roster maybe two of these guys still on his roster by the end of the year he's gonna be looking at in season pickups and trades um so I don't blame him for doing that kind of draft but I like his keepers uh, obviously the sale um, I, I, made him an offer for sale that I think he should have took, um, but when, when his arm first went down, um, I offered him a, a future first round pick for him. Um, and he, he kind of hesitated on that. So I would have got, I probably, if I would have inherited this team, I probably would probably would have got some value out of sale right away. Um, whether that's a player or a pick or something. Uh, but other than that, I think he, as far as a draft, he did well Calhoun. I, I'm assuming the Cal, I don't remember when Calhoun broke his job, but I think it was probably after the draft um but yeah, I, it
1: was it was yep yeah.
2: yeah I like that pick either way um he's a guy that I kind of moved down my board too much and then when I saw him pick him I wasn't very happy about it so yeah so I like what he did um but yeah I I think I think uh probably 30 percent of these guys would be on his, on his team come
1: September. right right yeah.
2: <laughs> Actually, I
0: don't want to harp on this point but I actually think Calhoun got hit in the jaw the day before the draft because Solak was going to go
2: up on my board I, we don't need to harp on that, but uh, that is – No, interest. that makes sense. I'm a big Willie Calhoun fan, so I was actually shocked.
1: Yeah, I I have to look back on that. Yeah, that's yeah. okay.
2: I guess I had upped him, so I probably wasn't looking.
0: Okay, Dan, well, you can look that up because you are going to sit this one out. It's your team. So, GoFo. Jason, you can go first, and then I'll chime yeah, in. Jake, what do you think of GoFo's team? Is this a man who truly knows what he's doing? Has he lost his touch?
2: Is he? Yeah, I mean – We put um, him out
0: to pasture.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got the retirement home here as his keepers. Uh Paul Goldschmidt, a little homer pick. Uh Anthony Rendon is is pretty solid. He had a pretty good year last year. Um he kind of snuck Manny Machado away from me in the offseason. Uh he's got a player that I hate in Tommy Pham. Um hate why do you hate Pham? So Pham's one of those guys, like I think he's a, a very solid contributor, but I think he's one of those guys that um he's the former a former cardinal, is that why? <laughs> yeah, he's a Cardinal. I think he's a better club. But I think he fires up his teams. He was really good with Tampa Bay, that sort of stuff. But he doesn't do anything really elite from a standings. He, he hits a lot of different pieces on your on your, um, your team, but he's not elite enough. And, and we've had to, before fam was great when you're taking him the ninth or 10th round. But now when you have to pay for Tommy fam, I don't like that because there's too much risk there. His minor league profile wasn't that strong. Um, I've been saying that for four years though, but his minor league profile wasn't as strong as it is. So anyways, we, we talked about that. I love Jack Flaherty. He's going to be a stud and then Strasburg's, Strasburg's, uh, had a pretty good year last year. And I think he's going to really benefit from having this off time. So I do like that. I just like to, to rib him a little bit on the Goldschmidt keeper, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, as far as the draft goes, I think he had a pretty strong draft. Uh, I like the Bauer choice. Um, as I already mentioned, I think Josh James now with uh, knowing that you didn't have really any picks until pick, you had your fifteenth pick to thirty fourth, and then you didn't have anything till one seventy seven. Getting value in a player like Will Myers is huge. Um, there's a lot of upside. Kind of the same thing we're talking about with Casey. I thought about taking Will Myers at like one fifteen or something like that, just to, because it was one of the last picks in my draft, uh, and I thought there was a lot of upside there. I mean, we're talking about a guy that got was going what in the top like the third or fourth round last year, right? Um, you're able to get him at 177. That's huge. I think Jock James is huge. Um I love CJ Crome. He's like he's the my quintessential first baseman. I have him every year. He hits, you know, especially now with Detroit, I think he hit 30 bombs. He's not he's gonna he's not gonna kill you in OBP. Um he's just a solid contributor. So I like that. Um and then Carson Kelly is another guy that I almost jumped I almost took in the hundreds as well. I think he's um you know obviously you know him from St. Louis but he's a, uh, I liked him a lot when he was a, a elite prospect and um, I think now that he's he's got the playing time and a, and a, a very underrated Arizona offense um, yep. a good player um, so I like that um, yeah and you got it's, you did the same thing a lot of things that Casey did the Archer pick could you know you're taking a coin flip there Chris Archer with mm. let him pick but he could be you know have some upside so like what you did you didn't have a lot of picks obviously so um as as you know i I think you'll do a lot with this in season and and the team will come together
0: so yeah i thought dan did a great job he like you said had a second round pick a third round pick and then he had to wait to the 13th round and then two 14s and then it's 15 16 17th round which is the end of our draft he got willie adamas with his last pick which is almost 320 picks in that's a great value paul DeJong is tremendous value getting paul DeJong in the 14th round at 200 I thought your draft was excellent. Daniel Murphy, great value. Crone, value. I hate Crone, but he's good. And now with Miles if Miles Michaelis is not gonna have surgery and he gets his time to heal, that's a huge bonus in round sixteen. So there's a lot to like, Dan. You know value very well. I hate the Odor pick. That's just me. I think Mangold's always
2: liked O'Dor, right? Um Yeah, he's another one of those guys where you can get him cheap and he just hits bombs. That's the only thing. I, I, I like I like guys I can get cheap. That's yeah. but Um, I hate guys that don't
0: walk at all. That's me. But, you know, (laughs) but old doors, good value way down there. So I thought you did a solid job, Dan. Dan, did you give yourself a grade or did you abstain? I
1: I would not be so bold to do so. No, (laughs) I I, I feel, I feel better than I thought I would having only two picks in the first couple rounds. So yeah.
2: Okay. There's a lot of value here. There's guys that were on my board and I I was done by the time your third pick came around.
0: Right. Absolutely. Good. All right. And then there is the vaunted one, Johnny fish pasta. He brings a lot of color to our league. He's a fun guy. He loves to trade. Uh, he has actually won a title. He won a title a few years back. Um, I made a bet with him this year that he won't make the playoffs, so I'm standing firm on that. We're going to see how that plays out. What do you guys think of Johnny Fishpasta's draft?
1: I I really I, – well, by the way, Willie Calhoun, uh, he was hurt on March 8th. So his injury actually yeah. – The day of the draft. So it, I think it might have been before – Technically. Um, yeah, so it was on the day of the draft. So he might've dropped a little bit as a result of that. Um, but yeah, John's draft, I think the relief pitcher, he clearly had a plan, right? He was going to go heavy relief pitcher. It was surprising to me. Um, it's not traditionally what he's done. He's always had one, maybe two kind of guys. Um, but he also had an interesting mix of keepers. Um, some pretty established guys like Rizzo and Betts and Springer. And a guy like Lemay who, who came out of the woodwork last year after having a good year. But he also, John is a big D.J. who fan. So one, one keeper pitcher, Mike Soroka, I think everyone believes he's going to be at some point an ace. Um, but I, I thought John's draft was interesting. I gave him a B uh, overall. I think the Brendan McKay pick could, interesting, could be interesting. Um, but overall, just nothing that really sticks out as uh, surprising. Almost felt like a pretty safe pick overall. Again, a good draft, but um, not necessarily one right. I felt like he um, got any significant value at any particular point.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, I feel probably a little bit the opposite. I don't, I didn't like John's draft at all, uh, and I told him that I think right afterwards because I think he, I think there's a lot of risk. And when we're talking about when we're talking about relief pitchers, uh, as I said, I, I try to target a lot of elite guys or guys that move. He told me Hector Neeris and and Glacius didn't have a job in, in two months. It would not surprise me one little bit. They're both guys that have lost it in the past. Um, I love the Kenley Jansen pick there, but then I would have um, would have supplemented some of his his other guys with some of the bats that were there. I mean, he could have he could have had Justin Upton if he wanted to, and that would be a big boom to his team. Um, you know, if he would because he doesn't have a, he didn't have to take a left fielder. Um, you know the Nimo and Reynolds Reynolds pick. So, um, so yeah. So that's yeah, I like the. You know, I, I was not a big fan of his draft. I think Miguel Andoar um, probably doesn't have a job, um, and he, he put some some stuff in there. He may or may not. Um, Archie. You know, he's got Archie Bradley, so he's taking you know four relievers there um i think a lot of holes that he didn't fill um that are going to come back to haunt him but he's another guy that he's going to burn all 100 100 moves so his team's not going to look like this in um you know a couple months either so so we'll see but i don't there's not a lot of guys that i see on here that i don't think i'm going to be under the label after uh, after
0: yeah after the draft he did trade risale iglesias for robbie ray to boost his starting pitching oh sure that was with travis so travis got a reliever and gave up one of his Many treasures of starting pitching. So hey John, not bad. Hang in there. Don't give up. Don't ever give up.
1: Don't ever give
0: up. How about Travis Los Zapatistas? Did he make the moves that will make him a contender again this season? Yeah, I think Diggs.
2: Yeah, do you want it. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, go, I ahead, I think, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about his keepers before, but I love the, you know, Bueller, a lot of value. He started shopping him in the offseason, but he was really valuable. He, he made a good trade, I think. He traded Jordan Alvarez for Jose Ramirez in the offseason. Um, so he's got Jose Ramirez who could give first round value um, for a guy that, that you know, that we don't really know what Jordan Alvarez is going to be this year. Uh, Torres is good. Uh, I, I was very, you know, and then the two kind of questionable keepers, he kept Corey Seeger and Kyle Schwarber. Um, I like the Schwarber. I think I like Schwarber as like a 10th round pick or eighth round pick. Um, so I think he'll return value, but I, I, I have no, I, I've not been a fair fan of Corey Seager for quite a while. Um, I know he was a second round pick, you know, three or four years ago because of age, but um in an OBP league, his big thing is that he just hits the ball all the time. In an OBP league, he doesn't walk enough to, to justify it. He's not going to put up enough stats. He's not, not going to be a 40-home run guy at any point. So I don't like that as a keeper. Other than that, I love what he did on his draft. We already talked a little bit about it. Win elite pitchers with Gilad and Barrios. Um, the Sano, Reyes, power is, is um, huge right there. Um, and then you, do, you got some value with Michael Brantley later on he's got David Price at Wheeler, his pitching staff's just really, really strong. Um, so yeah, I like what he did. And I, I also like the Justin smoke pick, um, at two, like, what was it? Two something. Uh, he got Justin Smoke at two thirty-five uh, with Tom Murphy. Both those guys have tremendous power, uh, that really pair up with his team. So he's got a bunch of power, great arms. Um, I, you know, I, I gave him like, I, I had, I think I had him as like the 11th, uh, best uh, odds just about keepers like i thought he was gonna he had no chance of making the playoffs or anything this year but i think with his with his um draft i think he really did a really good job with it
1: yeah he actually ranks uh highest uh from a grading standpoint i gave him an a minus uh on overall draft i think Incredible value across the board, Um, being able to get a guy like Eddie Rodriguez or Madison Mumgardner at 1663, 63 German German Marquez at 76, who last year was a keeper. Um, I think across the board, a ton of value here. He also had a lot of picks early on, which was strategic, right? So very smart with a six-keeper year to heavy, heavy, heavy up. Um, So I really think this is a strong team. I think he's got a very, very strong potential of not only making the playoffs, staff that deep with guys that across the board could have 200 plus strikeouts from gray to sunny to to zach wheeler to david price to me he's going to be a nightmare matchup every week for people from a pitching perspective because you're going to have seven or eight guys with good stuff going every night on teams that will win games Um, so i think he's got a good team
0: wow travis you must be beaming right now a lot of love from dan i must say that's impressive next up the man who went all the way wire to wire last year. First place, the poet, the man who graces us with his gorgeous words. Did he make the right moves this year? I just want to say up front, I thought he reached on a lot of guys that might not be playing in the major leagues this year. I want to see how you guys feel about this. Uh, Jason, you want to start?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, I completely agree with you. Um yeah, it even goes back to his keepers. He's got, you know, this is a guy that was competitive all year, but his, he, he kept Vlad Guerrero Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., Javi Baez, Luis Robert, uh, Benny Biceps, Andrew beniteni and uh, Cody Bellinger, right? So a lot of really young studs there. Um, I hated the Andrew. He had a bunch of really great keeper options. Uh, George Springer, he gave away for basically nothing. I hate the Andrew beniteni keep. Um, I thought that was just, you know, in an OBP league, it makes no sense, especially, um, at what that, the positions he does. So, um, and I was trying to get Luis Robert from him all off season. He wouldn't give it up. So, um, but that's, I think I like that keeper, but I don't like the other. Um, but yeah, as far as his draft goes, uh, I liked the love of the Wilson Contreras pick, obviously as a cubby fan, uh, David Dahl at 20 worries me a little bit. Um, he had that great beginning of the season and just fell off a cliff. Right. Um, I think he got injured. Right. Um, so there's a lot of risk there. I think um, I like the the moose pick, even though it was super early. Um, I don't like his Brandon Woodruff pick there, um, and then the, the the pick that just shocked me was when he jumped Byron Buxton at pick 47. Um, I was pretty surprised by that. Um, I had him like in the hundreds on my board. I think. Yeah, so uh, average ADP overall is like 150 yeah so i had him yeah i think that's right where and i was planning on getting him maybe a round early but um but having said that now you know as we're delaying the league that could look pretty good but then to your point like casey Mize, that sort of stuff that that was way too early for some of those picks so yeah edley Rooshman around eight i mean that's way too early yeah so i don't know um and i i don't he doesn't he makes a lot of trades in season um but he will just tune out for two or three weeks so i i I don't think he, it's going to be hard for him to make up this draft. I think so. Uh, what about what about you, Dan?
1: Yeah, yeah. JP is is an interesting one. Uh, he and I have you know known each other through the through the league for a long time. Uh, he was a a collegiate baseball player at UIC here locally for the UIC Flames, so he knows the game intimately. And I think Curtis followed, Branderson. That's right. He LCI yeah, He played with Curtis. He knows Curtis really well. Who actually went to TF South, which is about three miles as a crow flies from my house here in Northwest Indiana. So I play basketball at the gym. His jersey, both basketball and baseball, are hanging in the rafters over there. Um, But yeah, so JP, uh, he follows the game pretty intimately at, at a minor league level. So I think you see that resulting in his drafts where he'll stretch for guys that he knows. Um, and in some cases, that has been a, a big plus for him. For Dan Tatis Jr., Vlad Jr., for example, are guys that he 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 went after pretty early and kept him and held on to him when we had eight and ten keepers. And I think it's resulted in having two legitimate All Star candidates um, as keepers. But when it comes to drafting in a year like this, where there's a lot of talent early in the draft, I think he did stretch. He would probably admit that with a Buxton, for example, um, or an Adley Rushman two guys that you really didn't need to go that early, right? There are guys that call it 47, 48. I'm not looking directly at it, but I'm sure there were guys around that space that would have been much better value overall. Um, so I, I gave JP a B minus. I think he's got good enough keepers and talent to be competitive, um, but he's really going to have to rely on a couple of these early picks to pan out. Um, and he's going to have to make some in-season moves. I push him every year to be more active in trading. I think I think that's his biggest downfall is he doesn't make enough moves when he needs to. He doesn't react early enough based on trends or where guys are trending. He also doesn't make enough pickups. I think he, he waits and he makes, he's the perfect candidate for making seven pickups on a Sunday morning when he finally checks his team after a given week and he's just not as active as he needs to be. He also has a brand new job. The guy is running a company, so he's got a lot going on, but I hope that he, uh, he can be active early on and make some moves to really solidify the team. So I gave him a yeah. B-9.
0: Yeah, I love JP. He's a great guy. JP's one of the coolest guys I know. He rides a motorcycle. How cool is that? I mean,
1: yeah, goes to Sturgis. Come on. This guy—that this guy's <laughs> the coolest guy in the league. He bleeds. That's right.
0: Hands down the coolest guy in the league. All right. Uh, next up, Jason, you're going to have to sit this one out because it's Theo ball time. So me and Dan are going to break down your team. I'll jump in first. My analysis is this. Your keepers were Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, Bryce Harper, jd martinez chris Bryan, trey turner we all know what jason's been trying to do he's focused on it now for the last year he wanted six studs he wanted stud keepers he was willing to give up anything to get it done and uh, he's got guys who are all you know in the top 50 top notch players so he's done a good job with his keepers uh i already joked about the jake garietta pick uh i think the Shohei otani pitcher pick in the ninth round is going to look really good now with the delay of the season I think uh, Tanaka's undervalued in round nine. That was wise. Uh, I, I just love taking Edward Diaz in the fourth round because he's possibly the best reliever. He got so unlucky last year, and I traded a first-round pick for him last year. That's how much I believed in him. So I think that's a great guy. That's the kind of guy as a closer. He won't lose his job. I know there's Betensis and there's a bunch of guys over there that could steal his job, but he gets back to basics. Nobody's taking that gig. And then uh, I love the Upton pick as well. Great pick. Jose Leclerc. We love Jose Leclerc. Me and Mangold. I, <laughs> I might end up trading for him at some point this season. We'll see how that goes. Uh, that's good value in round six. I love Brandon Lau like you do. JD Davis in round eight might be your best pick. Actually. Great pick there. A lot of buzz around him. So overall, I think you did a solid job. Uh, I have no, no major beast with his team.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great team. Um, I, you know, cl- Clearly, he's going to be dominant in offense throughout the season. I, I think the, assuming Judge and Stanton can stay on the field, that will not be an issue. And I think consistency in offense will also be pretty strong. He'll have guys that can stay on the field, hopefully, and, and can continue to do that. I think Carter Keboom, uh, to me, is one of the uh, best um, kind of kept secrets sequ- if you will, I think he will fill in admirably for Anthony Rendon at third base for the for the Nationals. Um, and I, I think I think it's all about confidence for that kid. So I, I like that pick a lot. Um, I think the, the biggest challenge here, and we were talking about this before we started recording, is going to be pitching. You know, can Corey Kluber carry a staff? Can he be that guy? Um, I think so. Kluber's injury was a freak injury. It wasn't necessarily a ligament issue. It's something that you can't predict. So assuming he's back to full health, I think he'll be good. He's been good in spring training so far. I I always look at K to walk ratio uh, with pitchers in the spring. I really don't care about what their ERA are, is if they're giving up home runs. I, what they care about is are they walking guys? Are they giving guys free passes when it really doesn't matter? And uh, Kluber's uh, K to walk ratio has been good or was good in spring training. So I think there's a lot to like there. I do think he's going to have to make some moves for pitchers. I know Jason is a lot like me. He will continually be looking to upgrade. So his team from a pitching perspective will not look like this in two months or I should say five months, whenever the season actually is up in full swing.
0: <laughs> I agree with that completely. How about one of the coolest guys, Cuddy, the Velvet Hammer? He now resides in Florida. He's having a new life down there. Will it be the dream this season for him? Can he live in a new state and win a title this year? Is it Cuddy's time? He puts in the effort. What do you guys think? I mean, he's, everyone loves Cuddy. He's like the most lovable guy in the league, possibly. But can he be a lovable champion?
1: I I like Cuddy's team a lot. I actually think he has the best non um, Michael Govier keeper in the league in Juan Soto. I think Soto is the best guy to have. If you don't have those top two guys, I would go Soto. That's just my opinion. Um, and yes, that means I would take Soto over Lucky like a Yelich uh, this year. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I like him that much. Um, I've been trying to get him from him for, I don't know, he would tell you probably five years, however long he's had him, three years. Um, but I think he's got a great team. Lazardo, it's just a matter of how many innings he's going to pitch, right? Is he an ace? Of course. I think he can be there probably this year. But he may not pitch that many innings. But again, if the season's truncated, I have to caveat that every time we talk, it may not matter. Um, I think Syndergaard is a great candidate to bounce back. He was unquestionably unfavorable last year. He did not have a good season. He was unlucky in a lot of cases, but I think Syndergaard could be great. Ramon Laureano, the guy is 26 years old, was on pace for a 25-20 steal season, um, had a shin splint from basically the beginning of the season that he should have had treatment for when it happened. Didn't get treated for until the end of the season. God knows how good he would have been if he hadn't been hurt all year. Um, And then again, we talked about it. Eugenio Suarez, guy hit 50 home runs. So I think Cuddy, if he stays the course, will have a great season. I think he's got good pitching. He could have really good pitching. And I think he's got a really balanced team. So I gave Cuddy a B plus slash A minus. Um, If he stays the course and makes the right moves, I think Cuddy will be in contention this year.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he had a really strong draft. I love the uh, Will Smith was the catcher on my, my board that I was looking at. And I thought it was, um, I was surprised he took him so early, but it's cutty. Um, and um, so, yeah, I was, I, I like that pick a lot. Um, and, and I think, you know, the Dodgers uh, are, are committed to him and he's going to have a big year. Brian McMahon's, uh, you know, he's on every sleeper list, all that sort of stuff this year. That's a, that's a that could be a solid pick. And it seems early because he took it at fifty five, but it's the him, it was his eighth pick, so I like that. Um, and then that I was super surprised by the Malik Smith pick, um, but again, the guy has the capability of stealing sixty bases. So again, it was his ninth pick. Um, so you know, there's there's probably little risk there. Now with the season being ex, you know expanding a little bit, there, that that takes all those that alleviates some of those injury risks and stuff with Malik. So um, so that's yeah, it's interesting. He's got I like his team a lot um you know we i think we ran a report and uh you know he's been in the league for you know, an insane amount of years and he's never finished over like 10th place or something like that um which is shocking for me uh i think this could be the year that he, he makes the single digit or he breaks the single digits um i'm in another league with him and he's been in the playoffs three the four years so um so i think he's a good manager um and i think this could be uh you know i think i think this could, this team looks good um so and he'll do some pretty good stuff in season as well yep
0: Yeah, and Cuddy, you're in our hearts, man. We're rooting for you this season, no doubt. I hope uh, you make the playoffs this year, and then I'll beat you. But uh, I want you to make the playoffs at least. All (laughs) right, how about the newcomer, Isocrime? His name's Alan. He's a really nice guy. I've texted with him several times. I like his demeanor. If you can identify a demeanor in text, I don't know, but I think I can. Uh, He, uh, behind the eight ball, he got some bad breaks to start the – the, the career if you will he, his first pick was in the eighth round uh he made the best of it in terms of getting keepers that were better than what he started with i thought he made some nice moves in the offseason guys what do we think of Isocron?
1: you want to go first dan or you want me to yeah sure i'll go first yeah i mean talk about a bad beat early on right this is tough this is what happens when you join this league and you inherit teams like jason who talked about earlier with my old Dump of a team a couple years ago, but he didn't have a lot to work with. Um, it's funny that eighth pick, terrible move by me this offseason, but for whatever reason, I was debating between FAM and um, uh, keep, keeping Jose Abreu. I traded my eighth pick for Jose Abreu, didn't keep him, keep fam, kept FAM instead. So his early pick actually was kind of a gift for me. And I'm happy to give it to him because, you know, Yuli Gurriel's a great pick. He had a great season, got his second half last year, was legendary. Um, and Mike Miner at 136 is a fantastic pick. Had a, has had a great spring. And people forget how elite he was a couple of years ago, or at least was supposed to be before the injury. So I think actually Allen did a great job with his first couple of picks. Um, and I was telling Jason before we started recording, I think Gavin Lux is a guy I've always liked. Um, maybe his ceiling is you know twenty and ten, but maybe it's not. Um, he was a pretty. I think he was a top five prospect last year overall. I think he was the number one prospect for the uh, Dodgers at least offensively so i like i like this and alan's also realistic he's already traded correa for three picks to jason this year because he knows he's working towards the next two or three years so he's in a rebuilding phase i'm not going to grade him because i don't think it's fair to do so given where he started but um he seems like a great guy and i think he's he clearly knows what he's doing so that's all we can ask for so i'm rooting for alan to be competitive this year but i think we're going to be in trouble the next couple of years if he keeps accumulating picks
2: yeah, I think the same thing. I think he did a really good, Yeah, I think more telling than his draft was his off season strategy. Um, he had pretty much nothing and he ended up leaving. Um, he basically stole Paddock from me. Um, and then Joe Adele's great pickup. Um, I don't feel the same on Gavin locks, but you know what the names there. Um, I just don't know if those numbers will be a lead or not. I like, he got with me up Merrifield for basically free and uh, you know, rice and then Reese Hoskins could be, could or could not be a beat Um, So I think those are pretty good keepers. He had basically nothing beforehand. And then obviously kept Correa and and moved him right away. Um, Mm -hmm. I I love Correa. Um, But yeah, as far as the draft goes, I think he found value, but I think he knew, I think he was probably looking for guys. He could either get um, some young guys like Nico Horner or guys that he could move pretty early on. Um, So I I think you'll see him moving um, somebody like a Gurriel um, or, or Mike Miner, that sort of stuff. Or the other thing is Austin Hayes could, could end up being a lead. Uh, I need a center fielder. Maybe we'll make a move there. So I think that's probably what he'll end up doing. And then there was
0: Douche Minutia, another newcomer, a guy, though, who has played fantasy baseball for over 20 years. He knows the game inside and out. Uh, He is the Hungarian iron gut. You can put anything in that tank, and it just comes out the other end flawlessly. I got to say... This guy is going to be major trouble since I've known him a long time and I've played in leagues with him. He just knows this game so well. He, he's going to be a big problem. in our depth and overall competition in this league, it's really going up with the removal of the trash of Robill, bringing Casey back, and then adding guys like Allen and Steve. This is trouble. So what do you guys think of Douche Minouche's inaugural draft?
1: He, he's the kind of guy that I get nervous about when they join leagues. Cause I can tell immediately based on text messages and an early kind of correspondence that he knows probably more than I do in real time and uh, not say I know a lot, but the guy knows what he's doing and he's making smart strategic moves at every corner. He's not rushing. He's taking his time. I think I made him an offer and he waited two weeks to get back to me. Um, and the fact of the matter is I had to and Scherzer this off season I and he's now got him right. He ended up with two elite guys that I was inevitably going to trade I didn't expect him to go to the same team And my preference probably would have been that they wouldn't have gone to the same team um, But they did so not only does he have two elite starters He kept Trevor story, right? Who was his best player overall who was an elite, you know, two, multi-category player Not to mention the fact that he had a lot of picks stockpiled as opposed to Allen who didn't you know Steve had a lot of picks to both deal and to use I think he's got a balanced team, Nick Solak. I mean, he's, he's obviously very, very hot right now. People are talking about him, but I mean, at 112 is a great pick. Um, Yandy Diaz is a guy that, you know, if he's healthy, and he, the guy was hitting bombs last year. Um, so I, I really like this team. I think he's a, he actually almost immediately has playoff potential um, if, his, if, if DeGrom and Scherzer can stay healthy, which is always the question with pitchers, right? But um, I, I, like the, I like the draft overall. I don't love Justin Turner at 56 but I also hate people with red hair. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, so I, I think this is a, he's got a great team um, and I, I'm, I'm excited to have a guy with this pedigree because you can tell he knows what he's doing.
2: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I don't know how value, I, I don't value starting pitching that much in this league. Um, you know, cause a lot of people stream that sort of stuff. So, but I do think he, he got those two guys for a dime, you know, he got them for pretty much nothing. So that was good. Um, so I like what he did in the off season. I love the beginning of his draft, uh, everything about the Turner pick. I think Meadows, Donaldson, um, Ozuna, and then Nick Anderson, you know, that those are good picks there. Um, I, I, I don't know if I like the back of his draft too much. Um, uh, I think Kyle Tucker, we don't know playing time, that sort of stuff, but he could be, he also could be elite. I've been, you know, I kept Kyle, I not kept him, but I've had him on my bench for quite a while, but I, I don't know if I would have taken him in, in the double digits um so yeah but i i again exactly what you said i'm i'm yeah. You know, i can tell he knows what he's doing uh and we'll see you know we'll see how that the season goes but as far as the draft goes i think i was i was more upset about that josh donaldson falling to him in the 14th pick than any other pick in this entire draft because um him pick, picking pairing him with that, that starting pitching was was scary
0: yeah he traded donaldson to dan right and then dan didn't keep him
1: that's and correct it's a bunch of guys I, I had a bunch of guys, fringe guys, guys, Eddie Rosario, Josh Donaldson, Jose Abreu that had, we had eight keepers. I, I didn't do a great job managing my offseason. I'll be honest, but um, yeah, I, did, I didn't keep them because I ended up keeping uh fam instead. So yeah. questionable. Sure. But I had to kind of go with my gut on that one. One
2: Honestly. year value on Donaldson is going to be, uh, I think through the roof in Minnesota. Yeah,
1: I think you're right. Uh, I think you're right. He's just
2: not a keeper, but he's one year is going to be amazing.
1: Right.
0: And he got Omar Narvez in the 16th round, and he's the top five OBP catcher. So that I like that value. That's something that stood out to me.
1: Yeah, same here.
0: Okay, guys. Well, uh, I guess there's only one team left. Uh, he's the champion. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll sit this one out, of course. It's Ghetto Paranoia. Guys, what do we think of Ghetto Paranoia's
2: draft?
1: Jason, you take it away.
2: Oh, Sure. Right. Um, so before we go to the draft, we have to talk about the keepers. The keepers on on your team are pretty amazing. Um, and you got most of these, I think, through screwing me over over years. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you got Trout. Uh, You've had him. Uh, Acuna. You've got Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, Alex Bregman, um, which you stole from me. Lindor. Sanchez. Uh, oh, there's five Who, – who's your – did you trade for one of these guys? Because it's saying seven oh, – that six. Oh, yeah. Clevenger, Acuna, Trout, Bregman, Lindor, and Sanchez. Those are pretty uh, – probably the best keepers in the league. Uh, having the number one and two traditional overall pick on your team is pretty solid. Uh, we'll see what Bregman is now that, you know, the trash can may be put away, but um. – <laughs> Alex Bregman in college was one of the best college baseball players you know, to ever exist. So, um, you know, I got to believe that guy is actually still pretty good. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's there. I love the McNeil pick. Uh, Paxson uses steal at this point. Uh, we talked about Voight. I don't like Shohei Otano. He's a batter with the, the pitcher coming, you know, with knowing that he's going to pitch more. Um, but I, you know, that's probably just cause I hate Yahoo for splitting him up. Um, we already talked the Garver picks good. Um, Gore was probably a stretch, but Gore—if if by the other standpoint, if Gore comes up and, and actually is a starter right away—you know—he's he, not a guy you're going to be able to get that late any draft uh, next year because that—that guy is an elite, elite pitcher, uh, pitching prospect. Um, Adam Eaton is your annual pick. Uh, <laughs> I know that's right. I uh, so I, I like—you know—it sounds like he's actually going to be—he's uh, not going to be leading off this year, but he's going to um, have a lot of playing time in Washington. Uh, so it's a good year to take uh, Eaton. He's a guy that was on my board. If I if I didn't have all those elite outfielders, this guy I would have been the draft as well. And I loved the Yoshi pick. I know I'm all about IFA, but uh, I was I was uh, it was a guy that I, I because of the draft picks I had, I couldn't take him. Same thing with Shogo. Um, but both those guys were I see huge upside, and I like Caleb Smith. It's a guy I hope you drop at some point, and I can I can stream um, is Caleb Smith. Uh, is uh, a, a really good pitcher on a really
1: bad team. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I, so first and foremost, right? We're talking about the guy with the best keepers, um, a very patient manager that I, I have a lot of um, admiration for for how he, how you approach it. Um, I think it, it's not just that you have some of the best keepers, but uh, you've you've surrounded them with guys that are uh, very complimentary. McNeil is a guy I absolutely love. I think everyone does. Um, you know, I actually have had him I've had him for two years in a row in the league where they count singles doubles and triples that 10 by 10 category league I mentioned earlier. And he's the kind of guy that in that league he's always on base. He's always he's always doing something. He's always active for a team in the Mets that have been good then bad then good. Um, but I, I think he's such a complimentary player. and He's multi-position eligible, right? So you can move him around, which is always super valuable. Um, Giovanni Gallegos, incredible relief pitcher. I know, I know him well for the Cardinals. Um, will likely be closing. I think it's a great pick at 155. Um, and then I love Dylan Bundy. I mean, he's kind of a hot commodity right now. People are talking about him finally getting to a different team, getting out of that you know terrible situation in Baltimore. But how can you not love a, a guy like Bundy, who's got incredible stuff, always has, um, was having a pretty good spring before it was cut off. So incredible team. I lost to you last year in the semifinals, Mike. I, I hope I can get to the semifinals again. I'll be lucky if I do. Um, but I, I think you're going to be, it's going to be, your people people are going to have a hard time getting past you again this year. Uh, this is an elite team with guys that literally can win you a week with, with just a couple good days. You've got Trout and Acuna that literally can win you a week with two or three days in a row, right, of good bats. So that's the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, it's strange how some you were talking about JP, he loves his young guys and Jason said he's been trying to get Robert from him for a while all off season and he traded Acuña to me at the beginning of the 2018 season in April and that was Dylan Bundy was a part of that. I sent Bundy and David Price and a bunch of other draft picks and I think maybe that bothered him, maybe that stuck with him, maybe that's why he's a lot more tight now on his young I, guys. I would
1: imagine so. I, I'd have a hard time getting past that in my, in my I'd, that'd be a nightmare for a while.
2: Because well, he wasn't. To- yeah. What are you going to say? Go, or, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that the same token though, he traded uh, in order for him to get a Kuna, he traded Mookie Betts to me for Raul Acuna and uh, uh, Shohei Tani. Uh, so oh. that, and that was when Betts was already good. So he, he still loved his young guys. I was surprised when he moved him to you.
0: Huh. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah. I mean, some of those are breaks, you know, Bregman was a part of, it was just the right moment he hadn't quite popped and then he popped like right after whoo right after that and then uh, the lindor was a trade for vado who was still good people love vado in this league for a long time because of his high obp and i just traded him to john in the right moment it was just just pure yeah. luck these moments you trade somebody and then they pop and whether it works out or not it's you know not up to us
1: but the key is hanging on which is what you do well you know when to hang on and not to move and i get i get stuck with guys that i think are going to hit a threshold and then change um and i think the key is hanging on so a lot of respect for that because you've got guys that you know have gotten to a point like you said they finally popped and they're there and they're going to be elite for a while so it's pretty great
0: oh man well this has been a lot of fun guys you guys really know your shit and I respect that immensely. uh any final words we'll start with Jason and then we'll go with Dan. Any final words about the league? anybody you want to make fun of, anybody you want to pay tribute to? Let's hear it now. Get it on the record.
2: Well, first off, before we get there, who do you guys got in the finals?
0: Oh uh, so many unknowns i my top four teams are yeah, we'll do that. yeah uh no ego here. me, Scott, uh you and. I think, uh, oh boy, I don't know. That's tough. It gets, it gets real convoluted after that. I got to be honest. What about you guys? Uh,
1: I'll, I'll go. I, I think my top four teams. I'm going to go. You, Mike. I'm going to go. You, Jason. I'm going to go. Travis. And I'm going to go. Scott. I, those are the four teams to me that have the biggest, the biggest upside this year.
2: I have the exact same four. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, yeah, I, I, and it's, it's, I'm surprised about Travis. I was bashing his keepers pretty hard before the draft and he, his, his plan came around. So I do really like it, but I'll never count Dan white out either here. I mean, you're, you're, if we're looking at playoff teams, I have you every single time because you inherited a pretty garbage team last year and you were able to to make it happen. So, uh, yeah,
0: if you're talking best managers, Dan white is one or two in my opinion, just because his track record and he knows the game so well and he makes moves. He's not afraid. You talked about me holding on. You're not afraid to let guys go and move forward. You don't have that attachment issue with players.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate you saying that. I mean, to me, to me, the, the only way that I'm able to compete in head-to-head as opposed to a Roto is that I, I do really think you have to make moves. Um, and there's two schools of thought. I, I happen to be on the side of I would rather continually shift my team and have a new lineup every couple weeks um, and, and take a few risks. And I, it, it seems to work out, but it also has the opposite effect sometimes, but um, yeah, I'm I think it's going to be fun. I, as long as I'm competitive, I will be interested. That's how, that's all I care about.
0: <laughs> okay. Then so now we can, I mean, the people that suck in this league and the people that are awesome, or is there anything you want to say parting words for the bless you boys podcast.
1: Yeah. I wish, I wish John just wasn't such a dickhead most of the time and responded to my (laughs) texts. You know, he just, he's just so arrogant and full of himself. And When's this guy going to learn? What's that? Say that again.
0: When's this guy going to learn?
1: Exactly. Like, I just wish he would learn. I wish he would start trading a little bit less. It's pretty annoying. You text me at two in the morning. No, in all honesty, this is such a great group. I mean, there's not a bad thing you can say about this team and this group of people. Um, I really consider these guys, every one of you guys friends, even though we haven't all met in person. So I wish everybody a good luck this year. i um, looking forward to the season finally starting. God, I miss baseball so much. Um, but yeah, good luck guys. And uh, it's going to be fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. Same thing for me. Uh, yeah. I appreciate being part of this league. You guys have all been become friends of mine. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, uh, fuck bill. I guess that would be <laughs> one, thing. Uh, <laughs> one thing to say.
1: There it is. There. Uh,
2: so, uh, yeah. So, there's that. I'm super happy Casey's back in the league, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, there's some negativity every once in a while, but he's a, uh, he's the manager.
1: So excited
2: about that. Um, and Hey, I hope Dan P makes a couple trades this year. So that's the, there
1: you go. Here's to that,
2: right? <laughs> yeah. So that'd be wonderful. Um, yeah. Cool. But thanks for having me on. This has been awesome. Yeah. Mike really appreciate it, man.
0: Yeah. You guys are great, man. Thanks for coming on the pod. You guys we will do this again. We'll check in on the season. We'll have you guys on to just talk fantasy. Cause you guys are both very knowledgeable and that's what matters most we're gonna entertain you all season long despite there being no baseball i, I do want to say that scott commissioner thanks for being the commission i don't like the infusion of all the cat shit It's really annoying i'm a dog guy Meow. Uh, yeah but other than that i'm cool with it so thanks for coming on the pod guys really appreciate it
1: yeah man take right. care right. see you guys yeah, take care dude. see you later